That's one of the main things we're here to tell you about yeah, tonight. That's right. That the Comforter has come. That's right. And has already been prayed. I hope that each one of you will continue to pray for the reading of God's Word. That His Spirit might be here with us tonight. That's right. We know that it's not by might, nor by power. No, it's not. But by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We've been praying, and I'm sure many of you have, for these meetings. Yes. And however God wants to manifest his spirit, we pray that his spirit would be here with us. That's right. Because we know that that's what's going to work. That's right. We're not sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. That's true. Reading from St. John in the 14th chapter, shortly before Jesus was to go to his death on the cross. Yes. And how he was telling his disciples to let not your heart be troubled. No. That you believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Uh, he wanted to comfort his disciples. And if I go away, he says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So tonight we want to tell you that the Comforter is come. And he goes on to say, and whither I go you know, and the way you know. And then especially these verses, skipping on down a little bit, Jesus continues to talk to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. The proof of our love is to show by our lives that we keep the commandments of God. And only through him in our hearts are we able to do just that. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. And at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. Yes, that's right. I was standing there a while ago, and I couldn't think, and still can't, of a place in the whole wide world that I'd rather be tonight than right here with you people in Jefferson, Alabama, in this community. Ever since the very first time I come here, Sister Hazel, when we had such a wonderful, powerful meeting that weekend, I believe it was the weekend that Sister Louise went to the altar. What a joy we had then. Yes. And from time to time, there's been wonderful meetings. Yes. And next to the last time we were here, I was here, 
we had a wonderful meeting that weekend. I believe Sister Dathan went to the altar and found the Lord pressed to her to her yes. soul that weekend. And of course, the last time we were here was on sort of a different occasion, a very sad occasion to our hearts. But uh, on the other hand, I don't know that I ever felt the Spirit of God more at a funeral in my life than I did at that day. I've never been to a more impressive funeral than we had here and was held here for Brother Buck. And it impressed me of how much people seemed to love him. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was a Spirit of God in his heart. And tonight I'm thankful for this little church. It means it's a beautiful church to me. Now some people might think it might be a little simple. It don't have a lot of the big colored windows, a lot of the things, churches that you see nowadays have. But you know, it's been said that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. And when you know what this church means, right. what it means to the individuals, what it stands for, for the gospel it holds up, every seat, the floor, the pulpit, the altar, and every individual that comes here to worship means something to each of us. Yes. It's a blessing to our heart to be here. And I'm thankful for the word of God that has gone out from the stand. Yes. Thankful for the part that, and it, though it may be a small part that the church has had in communi- community and some people's eyes, and yet uh, I believe the scripture says that there's more rejoicing in heaven yeah. over one sinner that repented right. than ninety and nine just persons. Yeah. And we know that there have been souls that have found God here, yes, right here. that have gone to heaven. And without a shadow of a doubt, they've gone to heaven. And others may be going soon. And on down through eternity. And we want it to be that way. But we want people to see Jesus and to see that the comforting has come. I go back and think about even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. The eyes of the world is beholden. They are blind to this, what I've been talking about. Salvation is hid from them. In one place, Paul said, I believe, if our uh, gospel be hid, it is hid from those that are lost. And we know that it is hid to those that are lost. And only Jesus, only Christ, only God can open your eyes. That's right. And uh, I think of another place where Paul said, uh, he called it a mystery. And it is a mystery. People can't seem to understand. I know myself, I couldn't understand how people could come out. And you think even, especially on Saturday night, that they could come out and sing the praises of God. They could hear the prayers of the brothers and sisters. They can feel the Holy Spirit flowing from heart to heart. I couldn't understand when I was lost how these things could be. I could bring such a joy and such a feeling and such a peace and such happiness in your heart. To know, brothers and sisters, that you're calling and the last has been made sure. 
I believe one song says, Once from my poor sin sick soul, yes. Christ did every burden roll. Right. Now I walk redeemed and whole, hand in hand with Jesus. Yes. Brothers and sisters, I'd rather have that testimony tonight than all their money and all yes. the gold and all the silver that their work that the world contains to be in my possession, to have that testimony that my life pleases God. And I feel sure that the brothers and sisters standing around here, each of you feel the same way. Yes. Christ in you. He said, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints, yes. to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we got to get our eyes open. We got to get new light. We got to be enlightened. We've got to have the healing waters that they were singing about a while ago. And what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. It took all I could do to almost to not come on out here then because what a wonderful change it has been when since Jesus has come into my heart. But we can get our eyes open. And because the world seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Yes. I believe a little further over, he said, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him yes. unto you. And the word of God is true. The, the words in here that Christ left us is true. And we're here to witness tonight that he can open your eyes. He can make you see. He can make you have this joy. He can change your life from night into day. He can give you peace instead of yes. dissatisfaction right. and unhappiness. And he can give you joy and gladness instead of the things that tend to pull us down and to make us unhappy in this life. And he goes on to say, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you yet a little while. And you know, sometimes I think this verse here, and I'm kind of that way. Every once in a while I get a hold of a verse and I think, well, this is the prettiest verse in the Bible. It just seems like to that many times. Right now, this verse here is one of the greatest promises that you'll find if you go from Genesis uh, to Revelation. He says, yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. The world won't see him. I believe in one place Paul said, uh, Hereafter know we no man after the flesh. Even though you've known Christ after the flesh, henceforth you know him no more. So it's not a man, but it's a spirit that you've got to get dwelling within your heart. That's what's going to change you around. So the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. And this is what I like. Because I live, ye shall live also. You know, it'd be a little bit hard to talk tonight without saying something about the resurrection. But in the morning, yes. when Jesus arose, he did rise. He did yes. come out of that grave. He, he made the way and he revealed himself unto his disciples and he showed us that there is a life hereafter and that we can have his spirit within our heart. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost on the inside and that's what we want to give the credit to I believe it said who has saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ 
And what did he do? Who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel? I've got a few places turned down here, but I don't know uh, what will go or how this service will go. We want the Spirit of the Lord to have full right away. But Jesus can open the eyes. Now, when he was here on earth, he opened eyes, temporally speaking. He did. Uh, I remember offhand, you could probably call several times, but one time there was two blind men. Yeah. And Jesus was passing by. And they began to, to call out for him and call upon him. And finally Jesus says, uh, uh, what would you have me do? And they said that we might receive yeah. our sight. Yeah. And he said, he reached over and touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, yeah. be it yeah. unto you. And this whole thing that we're talking tonight is done by faith. If you believe that Jesus can do it, if you, you've got to believe, you must believe, they that would come to God must first believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek yes, Him. But you've got right. to give all the way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things right. not seen. Right. So we've got to have faith in God to believe He can do the work, that He will do the work, and that the work has been done and that the blessing is going to come. Unless yes, you have that faith right. to believe it can't be done. But Paul goes on to say here, but we see Jesus. Tonight yes. we're not looking at the ourselves. We're not looking at the the actual, the way the temporal things of life look. There's a greater beauty there than it has. I don't know. It seems like we've had a wonderful uh, spring this year. It's, uh, I guess it's been uh, uh, about the prettiest spring, seems like, since me and my wife got engaged. Uh, I don't know how to tell this, maybe, but we got engaged one Easter. And I don't know, but that year, everything just looked so pretty to me. The roses was redder than ever before, and the grass was greener, and everything would seem like this spring has been just about the yes, same way. It, right. This is another wonderful spring of how the, uh, the Lord, uh, you know, how things come to life, how he puts life into things, and how he can do the same for us. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, yes, that he, right. by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Yes. And scripture says he is a propitiation. He is an atonement for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins yes, of the whole world. He, right. died, he died for those under the first covenant, just as he died for us that are under the second That's covenant. Right. He died for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just as he died for Peter, and That's for Paul, true. and for John, and for... Ruth and for Sister Daisy and Sister Ruth and uh, uh, Sister Louise. Louise and all the different ones. Yes. Jesus died for every one that we could have eternal life. He was made sin, and for it became him for whom are all things yes. and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Listen to this now. For both he that sanctified yes. and they which are sanctified yes. are all of one, oh, yeah. for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Yes. Now the scripture also says, Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You know, 
Uh, you can't get in any other way. There's just one way right. to the pearly right. gates, to get your sins forgiven, to get cleaned up, to make a preparation for the Holy okay. Ghost to come into your heart. And then when he comes in, he said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has yes, come upon you. That's right. It don't make any difference who you are, what your position in life may be, or how pretty you are, or how pretty you might not be, or how... Uh, uh, much of this world's good we have, or how little of this world's good we have, it's going to take a complete sacrifice unto God if we get the Spirit of Christ within our heart, which makes me think about you can't get in on your looks. Uh, here recently, my wife and I moved down to the campground, and, and uh, we was in pairing. We found out when you move that you kind of get kind of get things established, you know. You just can't go anywhere and say, I'm so-and-so, and will you do this for me like you could if you're known, and well around, and so forth. So we were in uh, one of the stores there one day, and uh, we uh, uh, were running, I guess, a little short of money for some reason or other. We bought some groceries, and we wanted them to take a check. And uh, so uh, we wrote, you know, wife going to write the check out. And uh, now, <clears throat> in Atlanta, uh, they got a little card, and they got some of the same similar things in Birmingham, yeah. and it's called Honest Face in Atlanta. And uh, you take that card, you know, and put it with your, I don't know how to work it, she does, but you put it with a check, and they check it out, you know, and see if you, if, uh, you got any money in the bank, or if you got an account running in a machine or something like that, and then come back, and they'll take your check, you know. Well... We got there at the stand, you know, and she wrote this check out, and she says, uh, well, do you want some identification? The girl says, well, yes, as, uh, I do. Says, uh, she began to look to try to find something, drive on, and she come across. She says, well, I've got an honest face. The girl looked at her sort of funny. And said, well, she says, well, I, I don't know, we don't take that here. <laughs> and about that time, she pulled the card on out, you know, and laid it over there on the counter where the cashier could see it, she just busted out laughing. She said, well, I thought you was talking about your face. I, I didn't know you had a card that you was talking about, but she felt like she had an honest face, the card, you know. But what I'm talking about, uh, even if you had an honest face, we can't get in on looks. And uh, they wouldn't check cash that check just because a person might have had an honest face. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. We've got to have a pure heart. The scripture says, blessed are the pure in heart, regardless of who we are, or regardless of what we do, uh, how good we might be, we've got to have the Spirit of God within our heart. And he goes on to say, from, I believe I read this, for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying, I will declare thy name unto thy brethren in the midst of the church. Will I sing praise unto thee? And again, I will put my trust in thee. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. And for as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil and deliver them who fear of death were all their lifetime subject unto bondage. Right. So all their lifetime they had been subject, but Jesus come to destroy death. He that uh, is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, for he is born of God. 
For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yes. So we see that's the reason that Jesus was manifest, to destroy the works, so we could live a holy life, that we could have happiness, that we could have peace, that we could have the Holy Ghost reigning within our hearts. And I think about a little bit more, I'll just talk on this a little bit, but after Jesus had left these people, and after he had risen from the dead, we find that two men was going home. They were walking along together. Yeah, they were sad. They were sad. They were thinking of the things that had come to pass. They had been looking for Jesus to redeem Israel, and yet he had been crucified, buried. Jesus come on the scene, though, as they walked along. He joined himself into Yes. Let me tell you, friend of mine, Jesus can join himself to you. Whatever your problem in life may be, whatever reason the devil might be putting in front of you that I couldn't live a sanctified life, that life is not for me. When uh, Jesus comes on the scene, when Jesus takes over, it makes a difference. And he come upon the scene, he asked them, said, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as you walk and are sad? And they told him, says, Are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not heard of the things which have come to pass in these days? Jesus just asked them, says, What things? So when they began to tell about how the chief priests and the rulers had condemned him to death and crucified him, how they had trusted that he had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, and this part, it gets better, you know, besides all this is the third day. Yes. Today is the third day since these things were done. And certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre, when they found not his body, and came saying, that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that Jesus was alive. Yes. You know, today people might think it's strange if we say Jesus is alive. Yes. But I want to tell you, friends, Jesus is alive. Right. Jesus is here with us tonight. I'm yes. glad I can feel right that Holy Spirit, that healing Spirit, that Comforter has come. Yes. In every condition, He's able to see us through. And uh, they went to the grave and how the women had said these things. And then he's, Jesus said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things yes. and to enter in his glory? And then beginning at, G- at Moses and all the prophets. That's, right. That's a sermon that... Uh, I would like to have heard to yes. recorded and to read about. For Jesus preached to them, beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them and all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And then when uh, they got into the village, uh, he made as if he'd go no further with them, but they constrained him to come in and to abide with them. For yes, the day was about over, it was far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. I believe this is a verse I'm thinking about too. And it came to pass as he set at meat with them, he took bread 
and blessed it yes. and break it right. and gave to them. How many times he'd done that in his lifetime here? Still does it. And it came to pass, as he said it meet with them. I read that. And their eyes were open. Yes. That's a part. Their eyes was open. That's right. And uh, they knew him. Friends, tonight, if you could just get your eyes open yes. and see Jesus, to get a hold of him, to let him have right away in your life. And it goes on to say, their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to the other, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked by the way, yes, while he opened to us the scriptures? You know, Jesus can reveal himself unto you. I believe the scripture says, As it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered in the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. That's right. But he hath revealed them unto us, unto us. That's right. by his Spirit. By his Spirit. That's right. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That's right. <clears throat> then just thinking of how to get your eyes open in a few words. As Paul was on the road to Damascus, I believe it was, and how he was struck down, and he says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Yes. When you get a glimpse of that light from heaven. I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the prince. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? Yes, who art and he thou? said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. You know, today, if we fail to serve Jesus, we are still persecuting Jesus. That's right. And this Easter, as I thought about the brutality of the crucifixion, it was not a pretty sight to behold. No. Sometimes we might think, well, Jesus did this and he did that. But when we think of the scourgings and the beating and how the blood run down his back and how the thorns was crushed upon his head yes. and how he did it all for me and he did it for you. Right. It increases our love and it increases our faith. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. So we certainly don't want to persecute him further or persecute no, him more. Right. But Jesus said unto Paul, But rise and stand upon thy feet. I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and those things in which I will appear unto thee, yes. delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. Yes. Open their eyes. That we can see Jesus. What Jesus really means. What the Holy Ghost really means. Paul said, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. 
For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen right. are eternal. Brothers and sisters, when I heard Brother Otho telling about some of these things that Brother Buck saw in the yes. last day, some of the dreams he had, it makes me want to go yes. all that much more. I want to meet him there. And I want to see these things one day face to face, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan and the God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, yes. and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Sanctified, that's right. Aren't you glad tonight you're saint? That's right. Prize it more than anything in this world. So glad I found the way. I think about it. We lose our loved ones. They go on. And how much better it is to know that they're so much better off. Yes. What a comforting thought it is. Some of you have lost children, perhaps. Some have lost father or mother, husband or wife, however it might be. And I recall my own experience as a young boy of seven years old. My mother had been sick for a good while with heart trouble. She was very low. Of course, at that age, I didn't realize how sick she was. But one night, it was about my bedtime, and... She called me and put her arm around me and said, B.A., I want you to be a good boy. And she kissed me good night. And I went back into the other room where I was sleeping. And the next morning, she had departed from this earth. That went with me consciously or unconsciously. Some of the things that I would do in life, some of the good things, even as a sinner, I feel like it was through my mother's prayers, no, and of course prayers of others, that had made it that way. And at that time, I didn't understand exactly what she meant by being a good boy. But one day, Jesus open my eyes. Yes. And I found out there's none good but God. And the only way that we can be good is to have His Spirit within our hearts. True. Friends, we would like for everyone in this community to find God just as we know Him. We've come to love each one of you so. Yes. You're a part of our family. Whether you know the Lord or whether you don't, we love you. We appreciate you. We love this community, and we want you to get your eyes open unto Jesus and let him come into your heart, that you may have this joy unspeakable and full of glory, just as we have. Pray for me.